1: In the silent city of Fortuna, there is opportunity for all, regardless of background. Wealth and luxury wait for those with the wit and the nerve to claim them. People from all walks of life meet in the city's gilded banks or the cozy bars of taverns, negotiating the deal that will change their lives forever. Come spend a night in Fortuna's warm and welcoming lodgings, and a new and exciting enterprise is sure to fall in your lap. Why even now, as the stars twinkle and shine over the industrious borough of Dewbury, Unlikely heroes hear the unmistakable call to adventure. A wise and faithful dwarf of a cloth, a charming and indefatigable gnome inventor, a savage and hideous orc barbarian, a bold and inquisitive human aristocrat. These four strangers will soon find themselves bound together by the camaraderie of employment, ambition, intrigue, Pax Fortuna! Part 1. Time for one more. I'll have a beer, please. One beer. And anyone else?
0: I'll have one. A dark and stormy cocktail, please. A normal thing that everybody drinks. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just what normal people drink. I'll have that.
3: Actually, I'll have one of those. (laughs) Sounds fantastic. Hello, I'm Selwyn Bloodstorm.
1: Hello. Hello. (laughs) <laughs>
3: Did you just... No, yeah, I just, <laughs> you know, just I just... Sort of, just you know, it sounded like you just mimicked no, no. my voice, my accent a little bit.
1: No, you know, I'm just, I'm from everywhere, so... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, you know. You Person of know. The world. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. what was your name yes. again? Uh, abstinence. Abstinence is wonderful to meet you.
2: Abstinence, what a, what an admirable quality. Is this a, is this a vow that you've taken to pursue that calling in
1: life? Oh, no, no, no. That's the name my parents gave me. How
2: wonderful. <laughs> I I believe I will have another, another sherry if you if you will, uh,
1: barkeep. Oh, very good, sir. Oh,
0: Mr. Tavernkeeper, I would be delighted to have a pint of your finest ale, please. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Actually, that
1: ale sounds pretty good.
0: <laughs> I can recommend it highly.
1: I'll have the ale, please. So, uh, this is two ales, a dark and stormy cocktail. I'd recommend the sherry as well, my oh, friend. Oh,
3: <laughs> I'm so conflicted. Uh, I'll have one of all three, if that's all right. <laughs>
1: You hear a violent clatter from behind you as the door opens and a young man comes barrelling in. He's in his early 20s, a little short perhaps, wearing a smart shirt and dark grey trousers. He looks a little dishevelled, but more through haste than laziness. He charges up to a bar... Uh, Whiskey, please! Whiskey? (laughs) What's whiskey like? He snatches the whiskey from a bar as soon as it's poured and downs it in one. Another, he says, and pushes a stack of copper coins across. One for me as well, please. My
3: child, you look
2: troubled. Slow down. Settle down.
1: I'm in a terrible bind. A a terrible bind!
2: Oh, well, pull up a stool and uh, drink, drink your whiskey... It's it's a good whiskey they serve here. The the
1: rusty skillet. You should you should savor it whilst you tell us your troubles. Oh, I'm not sure I have the time to do that. He downs his uh, second glass of whiskey. My staff—they've—they've they've gone missing. Oh, I don't—I don't know what to do. I've, your
2: staff, are you some sort of manager of? of I
1: I am. Hush, hush. But I am a personal assistant to Bartholomew Spink. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Bartholomew Spink! Who was
1: he then? Yeah. Uh, Wait, who is Bartholomew Spink? I'm new, I'm not well, around here. Yes, I suppose you're not, are you? I suppose none of you <laughs> look like you are? Well, of course I know Bartholomew
2: Spink, but uh, for, the, for, <laughs> for the benefit of everyone from your own mouth.
1: <laughs> Why, well, he's uh, the councillor in, in the Marina District. Oh. oh. Yes, yeah, so so a nice. man of vast import. Of course.
0: And what, what is his industry, my good man? Uh, he,
1: he's a politician, but he has some trade investments, of course, as do we all in Fortuna.
0: Of course. Of course. It's a quite industrious town.
1: Yes, yes. Well, <gasps> And you say the staff has gone missing? Yes, my, my, my couriers. How many? Is, uh,
2: well, there was uh,
1: two who were supposed to meet me tonight, but I can't find them anywhere.
2: Well, it's late, and everyone has uh, perhaps had one or two Snifters too many. I'm sure they're just... Well,
1: it's a very important job we're on tonight. We're supposed to... It's a very
3: important job. Maybe it's worth hiring some people? Just
1: so happens I'm
3: looking for work.
1: Are you? Well, he uh, eyes you four suspiciously. Says you wouldn't happen to be part of a guild, though, would you? Uh, well, aspiring... To be, certainly, but I've done mercenary
3: work before. <laughs> oh. Out of town. This is my first day here, and I like it very much.
1: Hmm, and the rest of you?
0: I am not part of any guild. I am a complete free agent, but I would be very delighted to offer my services in any way that I can.
2: No, I'm not a, I'm not a freelancer in any way, but uh, if there's folk who are in need of help, then I'd be more than willing. No no need to, to pay at all. If you would... Uh, well,
3: there is some need to pay, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just stop you right there. Uh, what was your name again? Um, Father Theobald Brandlebury. You're a dwarf, is that right? I am indeed. You no, know, I've never seen a dwarf before. Ah, well. Uh, Is it true you're made out of rocks? I look down at
2: myself. <laughs> uh, well, no, flesh and bone like like all of us, sons
3: of uh sons of the gods. Yes, sons and daughters of the
2: gods, yes.
3: I don't know about that, but uh, okay, if you say so, (laughs) I sort of prod you suspiciously.
1: (laughs) No, Okay, the young man is confused by this. He uh, (laughs) assumed that you all knew each other. You uh, didn't come to Fortuna together.
0: No, no, we didn't. No.
1: We just met, but we're already fast friends. Well, if it's money you need, then money's no object. He uh, looks in a pouch in his belt and says, I can pay you Ooh, uh, six shillings each for the night's work. Splendid. That sounds like a lot of money to me. I don't know about you.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. That's a very fair deal, sir. Thank well, you must, very much. I
1: must warn you, it might be a little dangerous.
0: Danger. Oh. Sounds exciting.
1: But you'll be in the service of Bartholomew Spinks. Oh, yes. And Good. <laughs> there's much honour there.
0: Well, what can you tell us about these couriers? Well,
1: they were just uh, hired men, not by myself, but I was meant to meet them. Uh, not too far from here, actually. I'm sure we'll find them in a <laughs> ditch somewhere <laughs> tomorrow
3: morning. A
1: little bit too much
2: of the uh, whiskey, is it? Indeed, indeed. Well, I mean, uh, you might be new to Fortuna and, and, and you might not know the ways of this city, but there's quite a few too many of its citizens who enjoy the drink. We can take on the job that these couriers would have would have done. Very well. I,
1: mu- I must come with you, of course. What would we be couriering? Ah, a box An important box that my master has said we need to bring by tonight. What is in the box? I do not know. (laughs) We are under strict instructions not to open the box. That's intriguing. I like that a lot. (laughs)
3: Quite like to open the box. Well, Well, you can't open the box. (laughs) 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 I I kind of like not knowing, to be honest with you, father. It's
1: (laughs) it's so so mysterious. Okay, quickly uh, remind me, what are, what are your names again? I'm Father Theobald Brandlebury, but you may call me Father. Nice to meet you. My name is Devin Gifford.
0: Devin Gifford, it is a real pleasure to meet you. My name is Almira Q. Appleby.
3: And I'm Selwyn Bloodstorm. I'm a uh, half-fork, as you can plainly see, uh, from, uh, from far away, a traveller.
1: I'm a bit of a traveller as well. Abstinence de Montfort is my name, and I'm looking for adventure. Well, what a, what a crew we will make. He rises from a bar and says, we had better be on our way. Uh, We have to go to the docks to pick up the box. Let's go, I'm so excited. There are a few rules that I must make you aware of before we get there. We all lean in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he leans in as well. Um, First of all, we must not open the box. Second, we must not tell anyone where we are taking it. And thirdly, we must not get it wet. The box is not waterproof. Sounds legit.
3: Do we need to kill the barkeep now? Is he
1: going to <laughs> <not>? <laughs> no, he's been uh, cleaning glass. He's a, a man who knows when, when to step he, out he, of a conversation. Exactly, yeah. Okay,
3: Okay. well, I just finished uh, my four drinks, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly, <laughs> I feel like I didn't get to enjoy each one of them, unfortunately. But oh well,
1: let's go. <laughs> the Docklands are an hour's walk away, and as you progress through the narrow, writhing streets of Dewbury, passers-by become less frequent and increasingly unfriendly. But it's a warm night, and the cobblestones clack pleasingly beneath your feet, so trouble seems far away. As you approach the docks, the winding streets fall away and you stare now at a clearing. There are several entrances to the docks. The one in front of you is a simple wooden door, wide enough for two carriages, set in a tall fence that extends out of sight to both sides, presumably enclosing a significant tract of land facing onto the sea. Here we are. Now, I have to stay out here, unfortunately. Right. There's a little bit of a problem. I will be recognised by the Custom Guards. And we've had some problems with that before. (laughs) No, nothing to worry about, nothing to worry about. But you four, you can go through that door and you are looking for a small schooner called the Zookertort.
0: The Zookertort.
1: That's right. Now you'll recognize it has a wingless dragon figurehead. Mm -hmm. And you're a gnome, is that right?
0: I am indeed, and you are an orc. I am very delighted to meet an orc. I've only met three ah. in my entire life. Four if you count the one who commissioned something for me and then did not pay me, but I am not, including oh. him in that number.
3: <laughs> I would never do anything like that.
0: I know, I can tell you have a noble soul, sir. Well, I am delighted true. to be working with you. I have
3: never met a, a gnome before. Is it true you can grant wishes? Well,
0: well. if your wish is... Only oh, yeah, had
3: quite to- like a new shield. The one I've got at the moment is just a bit of old wood that I found on the beach, and... I think it's a bit of a ship, actually. (laughs) So? So if you could get me a new one, something shiny, maybe made of gold or something like that, that'd be marvelous.
0: Well, I am not, in fact, able to give you a shield. However, if you are in the market for any sort of lockpicking, any sort of device wrangling, that is absolutely my entire business. And additionally to that, I also have a number of devices that you may wish to... Have a look through at your leisure. For example, have you ever found yourself in need of a banana slicer? It's so tiring to do all of that work uh, all by uh, yourself. I have one with me right now. If you'd like to look.
3: And what would a banana be? I don't think I've come across one of those before. And why would we need to slice him up,
0: sir? I I am just so excited for you to introduce <laughs> you to the noble banana. I can tell. I can tell from your your entire uh, demeanor and bearing that you mm-hmm. you are a man who likes your food, right?
3: I eat food, yes.
0: Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. Well, a banana. Ah, oh, I mean, Father uh, and 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 Miss De Montfort. Can can you back me up on this? The the banana. The banana is truly one of the most noble foods that you can eat.
2: I like the occasional banana. Of course yes. you
0: do. Of course you do. <laughs> Good to bake with. Delightful to bake with. Banana Absolutely bread. <laughs> delightful to bake with. But. Before you do all of that taxing and tiring work yourself of cutting up the banana, you could instead let my patented banana slicer do all of that work for you.
1: Because you will make perception checks at this point. Six.
0: Six. Eleven.
1: Seventeen. Okay, Selwyn, you are the only person to notice that Devon is pretty much crying in frustration (laughs) at this point. (laughs) He's been trying to get a word in edgeways and has been shut out of the whole conversation. Uh, He says... pretty interested in these slices. He's He's now just, with his hands just clambering over all of you, It's like, the box! The box!
2: You don't understand.
3: You don't understand. Uh, Listen, uh, Miss Gnome, um, the little fella over there is... uh, I think he wants to tell us something.
0: Ha! Of course! My apologies, sir. My apologies. Yes, we are now focused on the task at hand.
1: Okay. Through the sobs, he tells you, look, just go in there. Go Have this conversation along the way by all means. By all means. But go and look for a man named Penic. Penic. Please. Okay. Look for Penic. Ask him for the box. Is
0: Penic on the Zucatort?
1: I believe so, yes.
0: Right. Don't worry, Devin. We're on the task.
1: Okay. Do you need a hug or something? <laughs> Is it
3: a hold out my big arms? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He sobs a little (laughs) and then launches himself into your arms. It's all right.
2: (laughs) I check out this door then to the dock area. Is it just
1: open? No, it isn't. Hmm. There is uh, next to the door a bell attached by a chain. Should we ring it and talk to these custom guards? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. I ring the bell.
2: And I put on my most, like, uh, priestly bearing and just kind of, like... <laughs> just, like I try and mimic Steeple my fingers <laughs> across my
1: chest in a kind of benevolent... Just tilt my head to the side slightly. Okay. Well, that passes unnoticed by the door. But <laughs> it slowly swings open. <laughs> on the inside, you can see two guards... Uh, a man and a woman, sitting in a small stall. Their red and gold uniforms are vibrant, even under the flickering light of their lamps. The woman raises a hand, half in greeting. Know what you're looking for? Yes, we're just, uh, just passing onto the docks. We have a
2: meeting with a man called, uh, Pennick at the Zuckertort. Zuckertort? Came in this evening, did it? Uh, I presume so, yes. Just a quick pickup. Okay, do you know where you're going? Uh, if you could point us in the right direction.
1: Uh, Zuckertort, uh... A schooner, is it? It is indeed. How many masts? <laughs> the precise
2: number of masts that a schooner might have. Well, that's a good answer, isn't it?
3: Well... wait with that one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a dwarf. I don't have much experience with ships. He's very small. How's he supposed to see all the masts <laughs> from
1: down there? I see. Well, um, if you follow the dock around, the ships are arranged in size order. I'm sure you'll find it eventually. That away! And she points. (laughs) Thank you very much. She looks at you a little suspiciously. I give her a broad and warm smile. Eh, Okay. (laughs) As you come to the dock, you find uh, files of ships lined up. It seems to be classified by order of ship. So at first you find the small fishing ships and then you can follow it along. Eventually you come to the schooners and indeed the Zooktort is a dark green ship. It's empty masts reaching 80 feet into the sky. How many of them? There are two of them. Two, mm. uh, of course, yeah. yeah. We should have just guessed, probably farther. <laughs> <laughs> we probably would have got it right. To be honest. I was about to say two, <laughs> then I thought. Well, beyond that, there are schooners with many more masts. Oh, well, there you go. So, up to seven. Well, what do yes. I know? <laughs> <laughs> no more or less than I, Selwyn. Above you, towards the gamplank, a voice calls down. Hello, Mr Gifford? On behalf of Mr Gifford. Panic, is it? A weak-chinned face looks down, framed by floppy, middle-parted hair waving in the breeze. Here, you ain't the people I'm looking for. Where's Mr. Gifford? He was, uh, delayed? Oh, don't you look funny. He looks at you first as the tallest, Selwyn. Well, thank you. And, uh, is, that and a, is that a good thing? And then notices the rest of you. He's never seen so many, uh, mm. such a diverse like, cast
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: in one place before. Well... I'm not so sure about this. We're we're just
2: four couriers working on behalf of Devin. Uh, He's just outside. Mm. We just want to pick up the box and and complete the job and uh, we can all have a good night's rest. And who are you? My name is Father Theobald. Father Theobald Brandlebury. Oh, a man of a cloth. Indeed, indeed. Just here helping out Devin. He he seemed a little troubled, so I thought uh, a good.
1: Oh, he's always troubled. Don't worry about him.
0: Mr. Pennock, let me be frank with you. As. as Ah!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see you there.
0: I am quite short. I am quite sure that is a good observation, very astute of you to notice. My name is Almira Q. Appleby, and I am a gnome, as you've noticed. However, I just want to say, as one person of industry to clearly another person of industry, I think you'll understand. Devin is is outside, and, and he deputized us because he's, well, as many people uh, of industry are often concerned, uh, he is... He's, he looks
1: between you all now.
0: He was quite worried about the customs agents, to be Perfectly frank with you, government is always getting in the way of industry, and and he he thinks that he would be recognized by the customs agent. I, I feel like I can trust you with this information because I don't have any reason to I don't have any reason to lie to you. Uh, this is simply that Devon asked us to go in his stead.
1: Could you make a persuasion trek now? So
0: it's one of my skills. So do I do that at advantage or?
1: Yes, please do that at advantage.
0: Four. <laughs> you got two fours. <laughs> wow.
1: I, I was pretty Well, I'll roll for him anyway. Yeah, he's not, no, he's not really, persuaded. I think it's just the the sheer volume of words <laughs> here.
0: <laughs>
1: you said you were a courier.
0: Well, in a manner of speaking, yes. Yes, we have been hired by Mr Gifford to take on the tasks that the couriers were going to assume this fine evening. Come along, sir, what's the problem?
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay, well, I guess you'd better come take a look at it then. Thank you. Excellent. Okay, so he's going to stay on the gangplank. Okay. He's not coming down to you.
0: Okay, we stride so forth. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that was probably all the
3: words you used. <laughs> <laughs> they got us in there. Well done.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: well, uh, as you reach for deck, you see, beside Mr. Penic, is a large oak box. It looks very heavy. The lid has a thick iron padlock attached and the edges of the box reinforced with iron. It shows a little wear, some scuffing to the faces. It's clearly built for function rather than charm. How big is it? It is about up to your waist, oh. abstinence. Mm-hmm. much bigger than I, big was I was expecting yeah. it to be.
2: Okay, I'll give it a heft with my sturdy dwarven physique.
1: Roll a strength check. Eighteen. Oh yes, you do pick it up. It looks heavy, but actually it's not that much of a burden. Oh wow. I think. Well, for you, yeah. maybe for others it would be. Mm-hmm. It's still an effort to pick it up. And make it look easy, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you need a hand with that? Thank you, my dear boy. I think a hand would be most appreciated. Let's get
1: this down onto the docks and back to now Devon. now wait a minute. <laughs> okay. He looks at the box that says The customs already been paid. So make sure the guards don't give you any trouble. He points out a piece of paper stuck to the side in wax Mm -hmm. with a red ink stamp on it that shows that it's all been dealt with already. It's good to know. Thank you very much. Excellent, thanks. Wonderful. Okay, and tell Mr Gifford I did my part. And you, you were a panic, yes? Yes. Okay, just checking. Uh, as you approach the door of the docks again, the guards exit their stall and come up to you. Now that the door's closed, you can see it's barred by two thick beams that they need to draw aside to open it. The man walks up to you, and you can see now that he has a large dog with him, a brown mongrel of extremely diverse heritage. The guard glances at the box, and then at each of you in turn. Got what you're looking for?
0: Indeed, we did, sir.
1: Hmm, okay. The dog starts sniffling at the box, and you hear the woman as she walks over from the stall now. What's in the box? It's not for us to know what's in the box. We're merely helping a friend out. We're just couriers. Well, you must know what's in the box. Must we? Well, yes. (laughs) How did you pay the customs if you didn't know what's in the box? If the customs and duties been paid for, then wouldn't it say on the paperwork? And i whip off the paperwork and hand it to Mm. you. Well, the man takes a look and he says, hmm... This doesn't look quite right. Oh, no, I think you'll find this is all in order. It's all been paid. This is dated two days ago. Well, there might have been delays of some kind. How could it have been paid when you were at sea two days ago? The Zucatort only came in this evening.
2: Uh, my, My good man, I think there's been some sort of misunderstanding here.
0: I think perhaps it came in on another ship, another fine ship. There are many fine ships in this shipyard. And it was probably simply transferred to the Zucatort once the Zucatort came in. I think that that's probably what happened.
1: Well, it says here on the stamp, Zuckertort.
0: Ah. Well, let's open the box.
1: Um, no. <laughs> no. We are under no circumstances to open the box. So you're going to carry something without even knowing what you're carrying? We are humble couriers. Just humble couriers. Think no. of us as just arms. <laughs> <laughs> just big
3: arms <laughs> carrying a box.
1: Mm. They uh, discuss with each other in whispers for a second. I mean, say... Well how much is it worth to you, this box? Oh come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at you like, well, are you gonna go with this. I wonder Is <laughs> he trying to stiff us for some cash? He wants a little cash in hand. He wants a
3: little cash. Um, I'll be honest with you, I got no idea what's going on. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I, I, I put down the box and I go up to these customs guards and uh, I give them a, a sympathetic pat on the arm after I have to reach up. <laughs> <laughs> it must be quite difficult uh, working all day as a, as a customs guard.
1: Well, it is actually.
2: A difficult life, yes. And, and
1: you must. I'm deal- the nights. Oh, the night. The nights are so lonely. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help with that. But, yeah. <laughs> At least I have Snozbert here. He pats his dog. A fine,
2: a fine animal, but uh, even finer companionship can be found in, in the church. You would never suffer loneliness or boredom again uh, were you to attend some of my sermons over in Dewbury every, every fortnight.
3: Is it a sort of uh, dating night kind of situation? Or <laughs> what it you, uh, you do there, father? Uh, not companionship of, of, of the carnal
1: sort. Selwyn, it's it's a kind of companionship of the soul. Ah, uh, you almost had the guard for a minute there, but... <laughs> but no. It's far more nourishing
2: and and satisfying than than anything you would find in in the, in the brothels of
3: Fortuna.
1: More satisfying than gold?
3: Oh no, nothing's more satisfying than gold. I think we'll all agree there. <laughs> <laughs> would we'll be Father? Gold's probably about the best thing there is. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I look around and I say, well, I have nothing to pay the man with, uh, but we have some very fine inventions from our tradeswoman here.
0: Indeed. Uh. <laughs> Indeed. What did you say your name was again, Mr. Guardsman? Uh, Rowan. Rowan. What a fine name. What a fine name. Rowan, can I ask you a question?
1: Okay.
2: Uh, Elmira, uh, we have we have a meeting to get to outside, so perhaps... Uh, if we can give them one of your products as as payment, perhaps as, as
0: absolutely, no, absolutely. In fact, I think that would be very good advertising. Wait, wait,
1: wait a second! he <laughs> What what's going on here?
0: <laughs> Just answer me a very simple question: Do you eat potatoes or do you prefer bananas?
1: I eat potatoes.
0: Well then, <laughs> well then, I have ah, uh, I have such a wondrous, wondrous thing. The to dog give is to you backing tonight. away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give to you one of my patented potato peelers. It takes all the work out of peeling potatoes. I give it to you.
1: Yeah, I mean he takes it. he seems very very impressed. How does it work?
0: I'm so glad you asked. All you have to do is very simply attach the potato into the potato holder right here and then you just crank he it says, crank. He says, "Wait." It.
1: And he goes into the stall and brings out a he sack of out potatoes. A,
0: potato. a <laughs> sack of.
1: Very them. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> And he hands one over to you.
0: Okay, I'm going to demonstrate have it. have faith in your product. I have, I have so much faith yeah. in my product. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And
3: Can I sit down? Is there something to sit down on? Because I feel like I need
1: to right now. I'm so like, awe-inspired. Sit on the box. Yeah, <laughs> sit on the box. So how does your potato peeler work?
0: First of all, you have to decide whether or not you're going to peel one potato or two potatoes at a time. What would you like to do right now, sir? Two. Two potatoes at a time. I like the way you think. So you're going to attach the two potatoes right onto this rod right here. Do you see what I'm doing? Now what you're going to want to do is you I want to crank it crank it crank it just crank it now I know what you're thinking but if I'm doing all this cranking work why wouldn't I just peel it myself however you can see you only have to crank it ten times then you just let it go just are you watching Ah! and I'm gonna let it go Okay. and then whoa look at this and it's, it's peeling at potatoes at
1: this point please roll a mechanics checks to see if it does work oh my god oh my god
0: no I got two three okay <laughs> well
1: Via. Potatoes, the two potatoes that you attach to it, fly off the end oh my God. of the potato peeler. And he says... I immediately oh. start
3: clapping.
0: So, I'm, so my mistake, I had this on the um, combat setting for the potato peeler, and this is very... It's got a combat setting as well! This is fantastic! This is very useful for if you want to um, fling potatoes across... Uh, an expanse of space. And you know what? Let me just. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a Why wouldn't you want
3: to do that?
2: <laughs>
0: I can think of many instances in which you would. However, I'm going to just. I think I need to maybe um, just. Abstinence. Because.
1: While they're doing this, should we take the box outside?
0: I <laughs> think yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: Well, could you uh, both roll a stealth check? You have an advantage, yes, abstinence, right? Do, yeah. To see they notice you. I got a seven. Nine. Okay, let's. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, they are so enthralled by these flying potatoes. <laughs> of
0: they are. Yeah.
1: That even the dog doesn't notice as you sneak Fantastic. it over to the door and gently lift the bars <laughs> right. and slide it out. But the two guards are still looking at you.
0: Right, of course they Elmira. are.
1: Of course. so... They are.
0: So I have to ask you a question. Do you want this potato peeler um, stuck on combat setting, or would you prefer that I give you a potato peeler that's actually on the peeling setting instead?
1: Well, we've tried the combat setting. Let's try the peeling setting.
0: Of course, of course. Does just... it have
1: any other settings? It, well, n- no. Let's no. know now. No, not
0: quite. If I'm understanding you correctly, what I'm hearing from you is that you are not interested in the combat setting on my potato peeler. Is I'm interested
1: correct? in it sometimes.
0: Right. Well then, let me give How you...
1: would I turn it off?
0: That's such a good question. Um Well, let me give you... So, and I'm going to take another potato peeler out of my bag. Okay. Um, this one, I, I <laughs> hope, doesn't have the same mechanical problems as the first yeah. potato peeler. Okay. Um, I'm going to demonstrate the same thing, but on this potato peeler. And I'm going to just really, like, dazzle them with this working potato peeler. Okay. And hope that they forget about the combat setting. <laughs> the
1: uh, well, are you going to peel another I'm going to peel two another potatoes? two potatoes. Absolutely. Okay, well, could you please roll mechanics? Ten... Yes, it seems to peel yes. the potatoes via oh, uh, skin's <laughs> spiral off the side <laughs> in a very pleasing trajectory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow! Yes! Can
0: you see how much time this would save you, gentlemen in the kitchen? Well,
1: not me specifically, but my wife would be very impressed.
0: Yes, yes, yes. this is, makes a wonderful gift. If I were your wife, I would be delighted.
1: He uh, takes the potato peel and thanks you profusely and says, well, be on your way with your box. Your, 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 your <laughs> Where's the box? <laughs> Well, he turns to his other guard and says, They've already taken the box. I guess we got the potato peelers for free. <laughs> And so, with wit and cunning, our heroes have secured the box and outfoxed those meddling custom guards. Now they withdraw from the Docklands, with its rustic fishing boats, trading ships and imposing luxury yachts, to venture further into the grand city of Fortuna. See how they stroll with well-earned confidence into the night, ready to face their next challenge. Listening to Through Innocent Certainty, written by Maximilian John and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Giorgio Mariani as Father Theobald Brandlebury, Eleanor Kohler as Almira Q. Appleby, David Knight as Selwyn Bloodstorm, and Charlie May as Abstinence de Montfort. I am Maximilian John, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at VisitFortuna. If you are enjoying the show, you can listen to the whole 26 episode series right now. Available on our Patreon to $5 subscribers. That's patreon.com forward slash Definitely Human. Pax Fortuna is a Definitely Human production.
3: Planning for your next trip?